0: Are you recording now? (laughs) This is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. Alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one more time. Okay. And and then we're gonna call it a day. Okay. we have been on the struggle bus. First, I thought I X out of all of my tabs on my computer. Second I realized I wasn't recording through my microphone, so it would have just absolutely sounded like I was recording this episode in a tin can. So, now we're hopefully correct. (laughs) And if not, I'm sorry. Roast roast me in the
1: comments,
0: I guess. Yep,
1: Um, And uh, the reason that sound is important for this little project we're doing is because this is a podcast called This Is Gonna Sound Weird. One of your hosts, Taylor. I have a fresh new microphone because, as we know, last week my microphone was broken. So I got a new one. She's good, nice, new. Uh, she was only like $40. So that was plus. Yeah. And
0: I am your other host, Sydney. I am the one with the technical difficulties this week. Uh, we're just taking turns at this point. We don't, you know, we don't decide who's going to have the technical difficulties. We just wait to the day. That's the only part of this episode that isn't rehearsed I mean we're mm-hmm. we very professional podcasters everything else very rehearsed very scripted nothing's
1: off the cuff yes and we're recording during the middle of the day which is interesting for us um and also could honestly go very much sideways because I've ordered a new uh Walmart pool what's an Amazon pool you know one of those little above ground plastic pools we've ordered a new one and this one It's supposed to come in two shipments, right? So, FedEx has been to my house the past three days. Only one of the boxes has arrived. Every time they come, they can't find the box. And they sit outside for, like, ten minutes trying to find the box. And then they leave. And text goes ballistic. So, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. And if it does happen, I hope it happens during Sydney's segment. And I can mute myself. So, we'll see.
0: Yeah. And I can already tell you it's going to be interesting. I had my windows open because, you know... It's nice weather out, and before we started recording, I immediately had to shut my windows because my downstairs neighbors like to sit on their patio and talk at an extreme volume. Uh, So, to save y'all from that, I had to shut the windows. Honestly, they have some audacity. (laughs) What do they think? It's beautiful spring weather? Go back into your home. Honestly, I thought it was kind of chilly today. I'm actually sitting under my heated blanket. I'm also under a blanket, but... It's at that awkward temperature where it's not warm enough for me to have the heat on. It's also not, excuse me, it's not cold enough to have my heat mm-hmm. on, but it's not warm enough to have my AC on. So I've turned it off and just sort of cracked the windows to get a little bit of a breeze, but I definitely need to sit under a blanket. Mm-hmm. No, no one cares about this. <laughs> um, you just care You just care about what the theme is. And let me tell you, we've been working on a running title. We have come up with nothing So just know this is some spooky shit that has happened in Europe. Yeah. And don't let
1: her fool you. We have not been working on a title since last week. Haven't discussed a title since. (laughs) Nope. I was hoping (sighs)
0: something would just fall into my lap and that did not happen.
1: I'm sticking with European eeks. Eeks. That's two E's, one K, one S. That's
0: what we're going with. Mm Mm-hmm. One exclamation exclamation point, not
1: exclamation one point. One question mark to question our sanity. Mm, we need two, one for each. Yep. One for each. Uh yeah. I don't I don't think I have anything else to say that's interesting. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not an interesting We're very- personality.
0: Oh, <laughs> 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 <sighs> We are not very interesting. Um, we do not know why we decided to host a podcast. But here you are listening to us. So just sit here and take it. And I'm going to tell hmm. you about some spooky shit that happened in Europe many moons ago. Okay. Uh, let me tell you. M- my sources? Vast. Okay. Uh, I got New Euro- New com, Wikipedia, obviously. Uh, enacademic.com scihi.org the british library mm-hmm. all of the li- <laughs> all of it and then london beyond time and place okay and let me tell you i will be retelling you the ghost so excuse me the story of the ghost of covent garden in london never heard of it da, da, da. yeah well you're not from london so that makes sense yes People who are from London don't know
1: anything about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, William Charles James Lewin, better known by his stage name, William Teres, was a famous actor in the 19th century. He was known for playing Robin Hood, as well as appearing in Shakespeare plays. He was part of the Henry Irvine Theater Company at the Le Cam theater and performed on all west end stages so you know he was just a regular local celebrity is what it seemed like to me Mm -hmm. and william was well liked and popular among audiences as he often played the hero in the plays that he performed in now In addition to acting, William also financially supported another young actor by the name of Richard Archer Prince. Prince acted alongside William in many plays, but never seemed to be as well-liked as William. The more time went on, the more well-liked William became, and the more jealous Prince became. So, he began to come up with a plan. So, on the evening of December 16th, 1897 prince waited outside the stage door of the adelphi theater and when william arrived william stabbed him to death oh. william yep william's lover and leading lady Jessie millward was with william at the time and ended up actually holding him in her arms as he died and took his last breath yeah but just before departing William promised that he would, quote, be back. He, you know, just like the Terminator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I was going to say it, but I don't want to say it because I can't do that accent or voice. I'll just embarrass mm, myself. I, I
0: didn't, I wasn't going to do a. I wasn't going to do an impression, but I was just going to make a reference. Okay, yeah. So, there you have it. Soon, Prince was captured which is crazy to me because, as we know, any murder that was taken place before, like what, like 1990, mm-hmm. unsolved, <laughs> they could, they
1: couldn't, they couldn't catch fish in a barrel unless they saw the knife go in and come back out right there. There's no way to find you. You're just, you're free.
0: <laughs> they and you know they did nothing with evidence. They didn't. They were just be like, ugh, blood everywhere. Let's hose it down and call it a day. <laughs> <Shit's>
1: nasty. Ooh. <Ew. laughs> <laughs>
0: So, when he was captured, he was sentenced to life in Broadmoor Criminal Lunatic Asylum, which I, huh. I didn't really know what to call it other than that is what they called it at the time. Yeah. Not, so uh, not a modern Please do name. not, please do not a modern name. They were not, uh, you know, they, they weren't sensitive to others' feelings at the time. No. They honestly, they didn't give a fuck. And I, I'm just going to go ahead and say, it probably wasn't a great place to end up. No, nah. Just knowing what I know about, like, mental institutions back in the day. So, you know. But he ends up in, uh, winding up at Broadmoor. And he remained there until he died in 1937. Hey. However... Despite killing William, that did not stop the late actor from being adored by his fans. So this whole thing kind of backfired on Prince because, in fact, almost 50,000 people showed up to William's funeral to, like, line the streets Mm -hmm. for the route of the funeral procession that took place for William's funeral, which is really impressive actually 50,000 yeah that's a lot especially in what like the 1800s yeah the late 1800s i mean they must have taken out an ad in the newspaper i don't know yeah probably but now since his death william's ghost has been spotted in a couple of locations throughout london the first being covent garden underground station A man named Jack Hayden, who worked at the station, recalled one night seeing a tall, distinguished-looking man on the station's platform. The man was wearing a gray suit with white gloves and carried a cane. And Hayden told the man that the station was closed, but when he turned around, the man was gone. Dun-dun.
1: Also, why the heck would you ever wear white gloves? It sounds like a terrible idea do you know how dirty them bitches would be yeah i don't oh my god right
0: which i mean i have never been to london so i cannot make this call but like i think about like from what i've seen in movies like of old london it just kind of seems kind of smoky and smoggy grammy like if you've ever seen like yeah like sherlock holmes they kind of painted as like a gray towns. I just feel like them white gloves would just be disgusting. And he's taking the train?
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, I know it ain't New York, but you go in the subway with some white gloves. Oh god, no. That's exactly, exactly what I was thinking. I was like, no. No. Not the subway. Also, one of my pet peeves- I don't even want to sit down. One of my pet peeves is seeing people with just white socked feet when the socks are kind of dingy. Oh, oh God, that's disgusting. I hate it. I hate it. So the gloves are about the same way for me. White gloves, white socks, they're always going to be a little dingy. Um, yeah, don't wear your bare white socked feet around me. Whew. No, unless you have just gotten
0: a fresh pack, uh-huh. like you just took that out of there. I don't want to see it. Yeah. That is why I don't wear white t-shirts because inevitably they just get kind of like, like an odd tint to them, they and do. they just don't look right. They do. And I don't want people—I want people to think
1: I'm nasty. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. White's not my color, and as I'm getting married soon, I'm buying a lot of white clothing that I know I'm probably never gonna wear again.
0: Oh, absolutely not. And growing up in the South, I—I uh, I see no reason in purchasing white clothes, as it is a crime to wear it after Labor Day. Yeah. So. You know, I've only got what maybe two months <laughs> to wear, it. Of wear time on this. Uh, yeah, so, it ain't worth yeah. it unless maybe you're buying it off of Shein, in which case it'll be a dollar fifty, and it will disintegrate after you wear it. Yep, yep.
1: And I know people, fast fashion is awful, but I will say I partake in it, and I we, we all do. So yes, I do have Shein items. We we all tr- um, we all try I our best just- as
0: well. I try my best. I do be thrift shopping. Uh-huh. I try not to buy things I that do. I'm only gonna wear once. But sometimes, listen, the the inflation these days, people. I know, I know. If I can get a nice outfit for
1: work and it only costs me five bucks, come on, no. Why would I say no? Now, last thing on clothes. Speaking of thrift shopping, I went to the thrift store a few weeks ago. I got me a Nash nice Levi's denim jacket that I plan to put some, you know, quirky. Iron on patches on, it's gonna look good. Mm-hmm. If y'all got any suggestions on what kind of patches I should get, send them my way.
0: I will. Now, I also speaking of thrift stores, I have been combing the men's jean section, mm-hmm. and I've got myself two nice pairs of men's denim jeans that I've cut into shorts for the summertime. Mm-hmm. So sorry to these men that you know you gonna have to buy your clothes, your jeans new. Yep, but women's clothes are more expensive because the fashion industry is sexist. Also, I just feel like men's jeans, they fit better. I don't have to worry about my booty, my pooter and my cooter mm-hmm. falling
1: out. Yep, And you know what size you need because they actually do it on a size that makes some sense.
0: Yep, absolutely. But more on <laughs> how the world was built for men in a later episode. Yep, yep. Let's get back to let's get back to ghost in london so a few days later the man again was seen at the station and when he went to go approach the man he once again vanished soon many employees of the station began reporting sightings of this mysterious man wearing gray and white gloves All those at the station agreed that this was the ghost of William Therese. But this did not set everyone's mind at ease. Because, you know, just because you know who it is, like, that don't mean anything, is still spooky. In fact, one employee even requested to be transferred to another station because he was so frightened by the experience.
1: Yeah, I would be as well. I don't care if I know you hmm it's almost worse you know how to mess with me mm-hmm. it's said
0: that william often visited a bakery near the underground station so it makes sense that his ghost would return there maybe trying to get a nice little baked good mm-hmm. however his ghost was last seen at the station in 1972 but this was not the only place that william's ghost has been seen He has also been seen at the Adelphi Theater in Maiden Lane, which makes sense. I mean, obviously. He probably spent a good bit of time there. Mm -hmm. His ghost was first spotted in 1928 when a man reported seeing a man, once again, wearing gray turn-of-the-century clothes walking down the street and he went to go approach the man, but, of course, he vanished. And the man That vanished. He recognized as, once again, William Terese from a a photograph of the actor. Then, that same year in 1928, actress June Howard Tripp was in her dressing room, which was the same dressing room where Jessie Millward, who was William's former lover and the lady who was there at the time of his death, Hmm. she once occupied that very same dressing room. So... June is hanging out in her dressing room trying to get ready for the show you know taking a break when all of a sudden the couch that she's sitting on begins to shake and she claims that it felt as if someone had grabbed her arms and shook her and this only stopped when two knocks came from the stage door that led to the street. Which you think, all right, maybe it's an odd coincidence. Mm -hmm. Could have just been anybody knocking on this door. But it was a known fact that William would always knock twice on the door using his cane Mm -hmm. whenever he would arrive at the theater. So he would come to Jessie's dressing room, knock twice on the door to let her know that he had arrived at the theater for that evening's performance. And this encounter with William actually ended up leaving bruises on June's arm. Mm-hmm. But other people have reported seeing William's ghost in the theater. A theater employee actually recalled a time when he saw a man again wearing a gray suit. I guess when you I guess when you're a ghost you just get one outfit kind of like a cartoon character, like Charlie Brown always wearing the same outfit. Yeah,
1: that sucks. I wonder if you get to choose or if it's the outfit that you die in. Like, if I die in the Listen, hospital... You always have
0: to look like a snack. <laughs> if I die in the hospital, I don't
1: be walking around with my ass hanging out forever. And one of them hospital cows, you just God. got crack exposed for all of eternity. No thanks. Listen,
0: I gotta just always be looking like a snack. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Or else, you know, in the afterlife, I'm gonna be paying for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm So, a theater employee recall scene, Williams ghost crossing the auditorium, and while this happened, he claims that all the seats in the theater began to tip mysteriously. So you know mm-hmm. how, like, when you sit up, like, mm-hmm. when you stand up, the seat pops? So I envision them all kind of just, like, jiggling, closing and opening, closing uh-huh. and opening. Mm-mm. And theatergoers also report seeing a green light manifesting on stage. Which, that give it very much gives me great Gatsby vibes. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm picturing like a lime green orb just floating. I don't know if that's correct. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm picturing.
0: Yep. But that is the story of William Terrasse and his ghost that harasses the people of London.
1: Wow. Thank you for that. Never heard of it. Honestly, it's kind of interesting that he gets to haunt multiple locations. Because I feel like some ghosts get stuck. And it seems like he's getting to at least haunt the whole town. And I wonder how you get to choose. Yeah. Or if you get to choose. I don't know.
0: Uh, like, would it just be a restaurant that I frequent? Like, would I just be out here haunting the local Moe's Southwest Grill?
1: Yeah, if that's the case for me, I'm going to be haunting the Panera Bread near my house. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna be haunting the Jersey Mites. <laughs> no. <gasps> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And the, t- and the Target near my house. Yeah. I'll be
1: haunting <laughs> the Harris Cater near my house. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I'd like to you know, when I die, I'd like to get to choose where I haunt. So. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see one day. I'd like I'd like to go on record as saying I would like to request
0: my place where I get to haunt.
1: Yes. God, if you're here, if you're listening to this. You're listening to this, I need to choose where I get to haunt. Or, I'm not coming. I'm not coming up there. (laughs) You can't make me. I'm not dying. (laughs) You can't make me. (laughs) (laughs) In two ways. But. Yes. Thank you for that spooky story from Europe. Um. (laughs) <laughs> yes I did Eek. Eek. Uh are you ready for my spooky story from Europe I don't know I'm too scared and I guess to us uh, Europe is just London because my story is also <laughs> in London
0: well in my defense <laughs> I was going to do a story on the last woman to be you know executed To witchcraft in Germany, but there was like negative information on it. Like I was looking at the same like ten different sources, and it all just said this was her name. She was poor. (laughs) They arrested her. She got burned at the stake.
1: Damn. Yep.
0: That's all they said. Well, dang. And I And I think now, if you want to listen, I'm gonna go ahead and let you know. If you want to do a little more, if you are interested in this little story that I just, you know, <laughs> summarized for you. Her name is Anna Marie Schwellen. And, uh, she evidently, I think she must have really leaned into, you know, because, you know, like, which, you know, what I get this. If you are accused of witchcraft, you basically know you're going to, you're going to die. Over. You know? It's over for you. So you might as well lean into it. So she really leaned into it. It was like, heck yeah. I made a pack with the devil. What you we need to know about it. So. She a baddie for that.
1: Yeah. I also thought about doing a witchcraft story. But for some reason, I decided against it. And I went for the Tower of London. So these are my sources. TheTutorSociety.com AuthenticVacations.com 13 Ghosts of the Tower of London Britannica.com The Tower of London page Wikipedia.com and travelchannel.com. So, the Tower of London, officially named Her Majesty's Royal Palace and Fortress of the Tower of London, is a royal fortress slash castle and it is a London landmark and it is often simply referred to as the Tower and that's how I will be referring to it in this story. So, the Tower has been around since 1066 and if you know this, this is when the Norman conquest. Took place, so this thing is old. It's almost like it's pretty much when, like, I feel like London became the London that you think of is during this. I know I learned about the Norman Conquest in like history class and like English class. Um, so basically, this thing's old. Uh, it was added onto following its initial construction, and at this point, it consists of a complex of several buildings set within two concentric rings of defensive walls. Um, And a moat. So, you know, very stereotypical. It's got a moat. Uh, The White Tower is the nucleus of the Tower of London. And it was built by William the Conqueror in 1078. And so the tower's grounds and buildings have served as a royal palace, a political prison, a place of execution, an arsenal, a royal mint, a menagerie. I meant to look up what that was and I forgot. Um, And a public records office. So basically it's been used for just a lot of stuff. Is it stuff. is it like a menagerie? to I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what a menagerie is. You you look it up for me. <laughs> I don't know. I'll keep going. I don't know. And it mentioned it in like everything I saw. So I was like, it's got it's gotta be something. I just don't know what. But uh The castle was initially intended to be a royal residence um, in a grand palace that was basically just a symbol of luxury for the ruling elite, and it wasn't initially built to serve as a prison or anything like that, but it did serve as a prison, and that was actually the peak of the castle's use, and it was used as a prison mainly in the 16th and 17th centuries, and it wasn't like like a regular prison. For, like, people who committed, you know, petty theft. It was, like, a political prison. So, like, the people who would get in trouble for, what's that called, Uh, treason and stuff like that would go there. So, the tower is located on the north bank of the river, (laughs) of the river Thames. Okay, yes. Do we have an answer? I, I think I, I figured
0: it out. A menagerie. Now, it could be one of two things. Okay. It could be a collection of wild animals kept in, acti- in captivity. Okay.
1: That's the, that's what I think about. It's like a zoo. I think, yeah, I've heard it used to like that before.
0: But it also could be a strange or diverse collection of people or things, which that makes me think of like a P.T. Barnum situation.
1: Yeah. So, basically what that makes it sound like to me is like some weird collection that's interesting. So like a museum for like a collection almost. Okay. That's interesting.
0: Yes. Like three headed dogs.
1: Oh yeah. It's reminding me of uh what's that thing called? Like a series of unfortunate events house or something. So now we know. Everyone, now we know. So like I said, the tower basically I wrote down where exactly it's located, and it really doesn't matter uh it's in london it's near london it's in london not exactly in london but it's basically on the outskirts from what i could gather and i could go through the architecture and blah 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 about how it came to be but this is european eeks after all so i'm gonna go ahead and get to the spooky parts so the tower said to be pretty haunted um and this comes uh from a time that the tower was used as a prison and a place of execution Yes, you are also breaking out for me. It said I had an unstable internet connection. My co-host has told me that I'm breaking up, and that she's breaking up with me. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, if you if you wanna God. if you wanna pop in when you can hear me, go ahead. Uh, but anyways, like I said, the place is haunted. Uh, it used to be a prison, place of execution, so there's a lot of you know bad, negative ghost energy. So one person that haunts uh, this place is Anne Boleyn, and she uh, was the second wife of Henry VIII, and just like his first wife, he had her executed, and she was executed in the Tower Green, and she is buried in St. Peter Vincula, and she has been seen in the Tower, and also in the place that she was buried, and she wanders the corridors of the Tower headless. Henry the, yeah, so. See, so she has to wonder the afterlife, like, in the state that she died. So it does. Does she carry her head around like the headless horseman? Not uh, based on the sightings. It just says that she is completely headless. So, Henry the, sorry. Whenever I look at Roman numerals sometimes, my brain just absolutely can't comprehend Henry VI is also had to, said to haunt the Tower. Uh, he met an untimely death in the Tower while he was praying. So he was supposed to inherit both the English and the French thrones, uh, but the House of York imprisoned him during the War of Roses. So shortly after uh, Edward Fourth took the throne in 1471, Henry was imprisoned and killed. And it's said that Henry will often appear in the tower at the last stroke of midnight another person said to haunt margaret pole countess of salisbury margaret was imprisoned as a traitor and she was imprisoned at the age of 65 which for the time they made note in like some of the articles they were like yeah that was like fairly old for the time um and she was imprisoned for two years before she was to be executed And so, on the morning of May 27th, 1541, she was told that she would be dead within the hour. Henry VIII wanted her dead because he wanted to get rid of anyone who he thought may pose a threat to his throne. So, he thought this 65-year-old lady was going to pose a threat to his throne, and so he was going to kill her. Obviously, he's an asshole, so no surprise there. So... Margaret claimed her innocence up until the end, and it's even said that she carved a poem in her cell, like, maintaining that innocence, and uh, she, as well as many others, was set to be executed by beheading. So, when she got to the scaffold where her beheading was supposed to take place, she refused to kneel down, and she said, quote, "'So should traitors do, and I am none.'" And at that, the executioner, he just seemed like he was like, you know what? I'm just ready to get this over with. So, he raised the axe to go and behead her and she made a run for it. And he chased her around, hacking at her, just like chopping her when he could get a lick, basically. And uh, he chopped her to death with the axe and it was a very painful and gory death And it said that her screams can still be heard on the Tower Green to this day. And some visitors said that they have even seen ghostly apparitions basically reenacting or reliving this execution. And this execution is known as one of the gruesome and most botched executions in history. So that one, I would not want to see the ghost of that interaction. That would be horrifying.
0: That would be horrifying. Also, because then if, are we to assume, you know, if Anne Boleyn is headless, that this lady is just, like, hacked to
1: bits walking around? See? I guess she'd be hobbling around. Yep. Yeah, I don't know, goodness. Now, just like any good haunted location, there's a lady in white, and she haunts the White Tower. So, people say that they notice her usually when there's an overwhelming smell of cheap perfume And they say it's so strong that sometimes visitors will get sick. And some visitors report that they'll be tapped on the shoulder. And when they turn around, all they see is a wisp of white. So obviously that could be anybody. But there's a white lady or a lady in white haunting every place, I feel like. You gotta have one if you're gonna be a haunted location. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you've gotta wear all white. And you know what? That is your crime. For wearing white white after Labor Day,
1: wearing that dingy white outfit all the time. So, Sir Walter Raleigh is said to haunt the Tower. He was imprisoned there. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was imprisoned there twice, once for a secret marriage and once for treason. He was executed in what is known as the Bloody Tower, and quickly following his execution. He has been seen wandering the tower and its battlements. And I did look up what battlements is because it comes up again. The battlements are basically the the roof of the tower. So, you know, if you see like a a tower, you think of like a Rapunzel tower. And the top is almost like, you know, like kind of got little cutouts in it. You know what I'm talking about? Just the top Mm -hmm. of it is basically the roof. But uh, yeah, the Sir Walter Raleigh, the only reason I really mentioned it is because... In my evidence class this semester, our professor starts our hearsay section, which is a very long section for an evidence course. He starts it with basically a 45-minute lecture on Sir Walter Raleigh and his crimes and basically how... I don't even remember. Basically how he was, like, not able to tell his side of the story and his trial and all this. So, yeah. Also, Sir Walter Raleigh had an which, earring. Which, I mean... Uh, now I could see that, uh, because
0: from what I know about Sir Walter Raleigh, he just seems like he was a little bit, you know, like, like the bad boy, because he was a privateer, aka pirate, mm-hmm. and, um, he may or may not have been loving
1: up on, uh, Qu- Queen Elizabeth, right? Yes. What, I can't remember exactly which one, but yeah, he was maybe or maybe not loving up on a queen. Queen, well, you know,
0: she was the Virgin Queen, so
1: obviously uh-huh. he, he
0: wasn't loving up on her. True. But Very true. But word on the street is, you know, they had a little thing, and then when she found out that he was, you know, romancing other ladies, which of course, obviously he is, he's out here, you know, traveling mm-hmm. the world, stealing shit, um, she had him, I, was he beheaded or hung?
1: Uh, I can't say for sure, but my guess is probably beheaded. I, I cannot confirm. Mm-hmm. They used to <laughs> love a damn beheading. I mean, I feel like if you do a beheading right, it may be better than a hanging. I don't know. I mean, either way to be executed is probably bad. I don't know which is quicker and le- least painful. Uh,
0: all I know is I saw this thing the other day where this woman had been put to death and she had been put to death via hanging. But when she, like, got hung, she, you know, she didn't die. She, like, kind of rolled around. And then eventually the rope broke. And so she was able to, you know, get off. And so that is why the, like, it's now you are hung until dead. Ugh. Hung by the neck until dead. So, like... They had to, like, Uh add that little loophole. Because before, she was just sentenced to be hung. She was hung. And she didn't die. And they were like, oh, no crap.
1: (laughs) I had a dream last night. I don't know exactly what happened. But somebody was hung in my dream. Somebody had set up a booby trap in the house. And had hung somebody from the booby trap somehow. It was like you opened the door and all of a sudden it came around and got you. I don't know. I've been having some weird dreams. Got a lot of stuff going on. Anyways... We'll, we'll save that for a later date. Listen, I've had, the, I've had some of the
0: weirdest dreams in the past month, and it don't make no sense while I'm having them.
1: Me too. I don't know what they mean. Is there a planet doing something up there? Or is it just because, like, I'm getting married? I think a lot of it's because I'm getting married, because a lot of my dreams have been dealing around weddings, but that part didn't have nothing to do with the wedding. Which,
0: you know what, you could definitely say the it's because you're getting married, but I am not getting married, <laughs> and I am just having... For the past month, I've had some of the wildest dreams. Like, so
1: vivid and so specific. See, yeah. Um, if anybody out there knows and, what the and planets you know, are doing, let us know. Please let me
0: know. I told my boyfriend the other day, because one of his uh, friends is getting married, I was like, oh my god, I had a dream that i brought a lizard to his (laughs) it was like i I had a dream that for in uh, included in the wedding invitation it said you had to bring a pet i don't have a pet so i had to bring a so i went to the pet store and brought a lizard and then the lizard got lost and then they blamed me they're like oh my god i can't believe you lost the lizard this has ruined my wedding. i was like why would you ask me to bring a pet to your wedding this is so obscure
1: well, look, I feel that. I Like, last night in my dream, I dreamed that I got two more pet rats, but the pet rats lived in our old apartment in college that apparently we still were able to go to, but we hadn't gone to it for so long. I went there and I was like, oh my God, my pet rats have been living in this apartment for years and I haven't been taking care of them. <laughs> it was rough. Oh God. I don't know. Anyways, back to the ghosties. Yes. Yeah. So, (laughs) Lady Jane Grey uh, is also said to haunt this place. Never heard of her, but she was queen for nine days before she was executed by Mary Tudor, a.k.a. Bloody Mary. And Lady Jane Mm. Grey's husband, Lord Guildford Dudley, was also executed in the tower, and it's said that he etched the name Jane into the wall of his cell. Now, Lady Jane Grey, her ghost is seen wandering the battlements, so she's on the roof, wandering all alone, and her husband is seen and heard sitting in his cell and weeping late into the night, which any weeping is a no-go for me. No, man up, yeah. <laughs> be a man. <laughs> hey, man. Your wife's out there wandering the battlements, why don't you go walk with her? Damn it. Yeah, don't let a woman walk alone. Yeah. Cry baby. <laughs> now, this part's a little weird. It's, which, okay, actually not as weird now that we figured out what a menagerie is, okay? I've got something clicked. So, people also say that they've heard animals haunting the play, the tower. Mm. So, some animals that they hear are monkeys, lions, and horses, And one animal has been seen, which is a bear. So, a guard at the tower claims that the ghost of a bear charged at him. And the guard tried to bayonet the bear. But since the bear was a a ghost, the sword just went right through the bear. And so, following the incident, apparently the guard was very disoriented. And so, some of his, you know, other guards took him back to his living quarters to, you know, kind of calm down and just like chill out uh but he ended up dying two days later so i don't know if maybe he has something else going on you know he could have had some you know disease that made you uh get a little confused and that's what happened but it's interesting that animals haunted now that we figured out that a menagerie could be animals like a, a zoo of sorts. So that makes actually more sense now. Because when I first read that, I was like, that don't make no sense. But I'm going to read it anyways. But it does make a little more sense. See? This is why you should do better research, Taylor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You call yourself a podcaster? No. Why don't you hang up your hat and leave? I call
1: myself Taylor. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so the last ghost that I'm going to talk about, I swear you've talked about them before, and I'm not talking about it that long, but let me know if this rings a bell to you. Um, So, it's Edward V and Richard, Duke of York. So, Edward V and Richard were two young boys, and they were princes who were both imprisoned in the tower by their Uncle Richard. Did you talk about this? Yes.
0: What episode yes, was that? Yes, I did. I cannot remember what the episode was, but yes, it's like the the two princes. like, it's like
1: the, the yeah. st- story of the two princes. Well, if I, like I said, I have a real short thing about them because obviously when I read it, I was like, I think Cindy's done this. I need to ask. But anyways, it was these two princes, young boys, and uh, they were imprisoned by their uncle Richard, Duke of Gloucester, uh, and Richard, it was Richard III. So, they were killed, they were said to have been killed when they were imprisoned, at the direction of their uncle. But, it kind of seemed that people thought that maybe they had just gone missing, until 1674, their bones of two small boys had been found under the stairs in the tower. And so, most believed that these bones were, in fact, the bones of the two boys, and they were given a royal burial at Westminster Abbey. So, it's said the figures of two young boys wearing nightshirts and holding hands are frequently seen haunting the White Tower. And people say that these children often look as if they are lost. But it also says sometimes they are seen playing on the battlements. They should probably get off there. That's dangerous. Get off the roof. And mm-hmm. they can be heard giggling. So yeah that one so when you told that story because I was like I feel like I remember that story and I remember her talking about the tower but for some reason I literally used to think the tower of London was literally just like one tower like somewhere in London where they just like put a couple prisoners at a time but turns out that's not what it is um And if you want to know more about it, you can visit it today if you want to. Well, maybe not today, but uh, you can go learn about its dark history, including its, you know, executions, infamous prisoners, maybe about what a menagerie is. And you may even see a ghost or two or a lot. So that is the Tower of London and just some of its many ghosts. Thank you for that. Yes,
0: I uh, did not realize that there were that many ghosts seems a bit crowded to me yes i'd like to know you know what i'd like to do an episode where i talk about sir walter raleigh because he is an interesting character for those of you who don't know we are from good old north kakalacki in which case the capital city is raleigh Mm -hmm. named after sir walter raleigh and um he is wild evidently from my understanding of like the placement of the capital was partially determined because Sir Walter Raleigh was such a good drinker. He, like, drank someone else under the table. And so he got to pick, you know, where the capital
1: was. Wow. He picked a great location. I guess. Right there in the middle of the state. Yeah, makes more sense. Makes more sense. I always think it's weird that the capital of the United States is in Washington. Like, so far away from everything. I feel like it should be Mm. in the center, you know? Wouldn't it be... Harder for people to get to. I don't
0: know. I guess, but I to be fair, I think when they picked the location, I don't think we really knew that like the areas like
1: California existed. That existed. <laughs> That's very true. It's very true. Yeah, it was pretty much just the East Coast. So,
0: what do I know? Mm, yeah, but I guess it was. I guess it was the center of the colonies. That's true.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll give those old white dudes a pass this time. That's the one pass we're going to give them because I mean. They
0: don't deserve any more. They they don't deserve any more on that. So, what's our theme for next week? Our theme for next week is ancient civilizations. Dun dun. So, if you are new to the podcast, you may not know. If you are old to the podcast or medium to the podcast, you probably know that me and Taylor love history. So, uh, I'm excited about it. I think ancient civilizations were wild Mm so i'm interested to see you know what we learn what we come up with
1: i think i know what i'm gonna do and probably no one knows about it and the only reason i know about it is because i took a class that talked about it extensively in college and that's all i'll say if i can find enough information which i should i used to have a book like a full-ass book on it not that i would reread it but i might dip back into it we'll see
0: we'll see Well, if you don't remember it all, just know we will be taking back that four-year degree. No. For my one history class. Yep. Yep. Because we're going to go ahead and say she didn't learn enough. She doesn't deserve this bachelor's degree. No.
1: Then I'll have to drop out of law school, and that'll just be sad. Then I'll have all this student debt. And for what? I have no other skills. Anyway. Y'all blow this podcast <laughs> up. My friend's about to lose everything. <laughs> um but oh yeah, and a good way to blow this podcast up, um, on the interwebs is to, you know, follow us on Instagram, join our Facebook group, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, um, give us a rate review on Apple Podcasts, five stars, tell everybody how great this podcast is and how we never ever have technical difficulties. Um please and yeah if you want to email us you can email us at this is going to sound weird at gmail.com and tell us what's going on with the the moons and the stars and the planets these days Mm -hmm. and uh yep um
0: but between now and later i would like for you all to stay weird goodbye goodbye